Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 15. I'm your host, Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Villas Bringer, your co host. This week, we're bringing back one of our special guest bloggers, Michelle Bulger of ESA Consultants, to talk about the impact of online defamation and what exactly is it. Yeah. And then we have um, internally, we have Paddy Monaghan, who's our head of product, and today he's going to talk about the new online reputation feature. This podcast is produced every Monday morning for your enjoyment with a cup of coffee on your day off. Now, let's get into the show. So, we'd just like to introduce back our special guest blogger, Michelle Bulger. She's Employment Law Consultant at ESA Consultants. And you may remember from back in episode one when she was talking about how to handle and prevent salon employee theft. So, things like even... um, employees bringing home products, stuff like that. So this week now we're bringing back for online defamation. So Michelle, what exactly is online defamation? And I suppose, how does it affect salon owners? Okay, well, good morning. Good morning. And, um, <laughs> I'm sure all, all the listeners to this are going to be absolutely thrilled to have to be listening to this. But um, unfortunately, online defamation is now part of business. Um, you know, and it's, it's a daily part of business because in order to make your business successful, you have to engage with social media, um, you know, Facebook uh, promotions, um, even Snapchat and Instagram. They're always, or, or even the, the referrals and the, the comments on your own website. If you don't have these things in place, you're probably not making the most of your business. So it is a bit of a dance with the devil. Yeah, There's no way to avoid it nowadays. So the best thing to do is to decide how you're going to handle it, right? Yeah. Legally, there is, and I don't want to put anybody to sleep, but we'll talk about the legals first of all. Um, There was a new defamation act put out in 2009, and back in the day you might have heard people talking about libel and slander. Um, That no longer exists. There's only defamation now. So libel was when you wrote about something. So think libel, label, so you actually wrote about something, and slander was spoken. And they were two very different types of defamation that you used to do, um, well, not that we used to do, but that people used to used to be accused of. Now it's just defamation, and in fact, uh, the definition now says that it's a defamatory statement, so either in writing or um, spoken, mm-hmm. that could injure a person's reputation in the eyes of reasonable members of society. So what does that mean in kind of, you know, Monday morning English? That means if, the, if Joe Bloggs out on the street would hear it or read it and think, oh my God, that salon is awful or, you know, Maria is absolutely woeful at cuts and never going to her, then that could potentially constitute defamation, okay? So that's, that's it has to be reasonable members on the street. Now, if someone goes up on your social media, on your Facebook and says, I hear that they um, slaughter kittens and um, offer them up to the devil to make their sales, <laughs> well, okay, no one's, no Why, one's really one going to believe that. Yeah, you know, just another thing to do on a Monday morning. Um, no one, no reasonable person is going to believe that that's actually happening. So is that defamation? No. You know, in fact, we're just going to feel a little bit sorry for the person who said it <laughs> and make sure that they're, that they're getting the right types of attention, you know, from qualified medical practitioners. Um, so that's what we're looking at. We're looking at something that could affect your reputation for kind of, the normal, the normal person, whatever normal is nowadays. But so the within reason, is it? Without uh, exactly, exaggerated claims, exactly. is that the difference? 
Yeah, it's it's what's reasonably going to be understood. So, I mean, is it reasonable that someone could go up and say, I think Shane gave me the worst haircut in the world. He didn't listen to a thing I said. I went in looking for, you know, uh, an angled bob and I came out with a perm. You know, he just did his own thing. Yeah. Um, you know, well, someone could reasonably believe that he did that. You know, so does it constitute defamation? Yes. But let's be honest about it. To take a defamation case against the client, mm -hmm. you're going to have to engage with a solicitor who's going to engage a barrister, and then you're going to take them to court. Yeah. Okay? So that's going to cost a lot of money. So unless you have a few grand lying in the back of your couch, unlike the rest of us who just have half bits of crisp and five cent pieces, <laughs> you're probably not going to take a case, right? It's not going to happen that you're going to take a case because it's not money well spent. You'd be better off taking that few grand that you found on the back of your couch and putting it into some really good marketing, you know, and some good flyers and promoting yourself than actually going down the legal route. Yeah. Kind of so build your general, online rep back up sort of thing. Exactly. Do you know, I mean, are you going to have a case? Yes. But if we look at the reality of it, is it going to be worth your time and your money? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Unless somebody accuses you, let's say it's, it's a competitor and they accuse you of using, let's say, you know, they start some kind of campaign against you where they're putting up things like, um, oh, I hear that ABC Salon um, uses uh, knockoff products and that 40% of their clients are getting allergic reaction to, you know, this kind of thing that is yeah. Yeah. truly very damaging and is done with the intention to undermine your business then I would say absolutely you need to get um, very serious legal advice and, and go to someone who specialises in, in defamation law and tackle that head on, you know. But in terms of your clients coming back to you, in terms of maybe staff issues between staffing, are you going to take a defamation case? No, yeah. you're not going to take a defamation case. So let's look at the reality of the situation then, which boils it down into if it's, an ex-client making the statement, okay, why have they made the statement? You know, don't fight it out on social media with them. Yeah. You know, the, the most you should probably do is contact them through social media and say, you know, would you be okay if we called you, if our manager called you to discuss this? You know, we're very sorry that that's your opinion and we'd like to talk you through this and see what actually happened. Talk to the stylist, talk to whoever was there on the day and see what happened. Yeah, but at least you know, take, um, it off, take it off social, take off the audience and do it privately, yeah. Exactly. You know, don't fight it out. I've seen, I think we've all seen them. I mean, we've all sat there, you know, eating a bit of chocolate and knocking back a cola or something <laughs> and read and gone, oh my God, she didn't. Oh my God, and then she did. And, oh, and you're going, girl, don't get into it. Oh my God, now. You know, yeah. that's all you're getting. You're not getting any, you know, I know they say that any publicity is good publicity, but really, no, not so much, do you know? Um, I would, the most I would do in that case if a client writes something up would be to contact them. If you don't have their details on file, would be to contact them and say, look, can we call you? Can we contact you? Yeah. If you do have their details on file, well, just contact them privately. Don't engage publicly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, because it's not worth, say to yourself these things, is it worth me spending eight to 10 grand fighting this in court? Do I have eight to 10 grand right now that I would set fire to rather than do anything else with? No? Yeah. Well, then I'm not going to fight this publicly. Yeah, and when you look at it that, that way. Yeah, exactly. 
So it really does, like we say, usually kind of take a step back, go off, have a cup of tea before you go and reply. Yeah, it really not, is one of those cases. Because it's not just like eight or ten grand. It's also like court cases take for ages to get. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Done, gonna done here and done next week like. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I tell you this now, it's only going to become the hot topic of the salon and in your home for however long it takes to go to court. Yeah. You know, everything is going to be you in a bad mood, you know, waiting for this, this other, you know, shoe to fall. And you're, you're just going to be going around thinking about it the whole time. It's, it's, not, it's not a good thing to put your energy into. Okay? So those things, it's going to happen. Just accept it. If you have... If you have a good business, you're engaging in social media. And if you're engaging in social media, you are going, these things are going to happen. So put a plan in place as to what's supposed to happen. Should you be away on holidays, mm-hmm. you know, let the manager know this is the policy. This is, this is how we deal with these things. Yeah. Okay? Because you don't want it lying out there for a week or two while you're off southern yourself either. Yeah. You know, you want to be able to know that it can be dealt with. But this is how we deal with it. We contact them in the first instance. We don't engage in social media unless we don't have their contact details. If we have their contact, if we don't have their contact details, we send a very professional, short, kind of one-liner, dear X, we're very sorry that that's your opinion. Could we call you to find out more? And we have, we have seen a few of these because I was looking through, I was helping a client there last week and I was looking through the posts and there was that one case where it was just one negative one. Now it was it was a bad call on the day, but the client did yeah. our client or the salon owner replied back and was just showing yeah. sweet, very sorry, do you mind if we get in contact? And the person actually went yeah. ahead and replied again saying, Oh, it's okay, I kinda accepted that it was just a bad day. But they did, they got into to- they took it off of yeah. Facebook after that. It was just that one line yeah. response and all of a sudden yeah. their client felt more at ease. Yeah, and I think it's good for your other clients as well, or potential clients to see, mm-hmm. you know, um, this it. is being dealt with. Yeah, yeah. especially so if it's one the of these. End when it, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's out of the ordinary, like. Exactly. You know, I mean, there's a lot to be said, but really and truly, what you said is so true. You know, take a step back, take a deep breath. I mean, don't ever underestimate the power of a deep breath. You know, yeah. take a deep breath, shoulders back. Do I have eight or nine grand to blow on this? You know, how can I use this right now to actually make my business better? Yeah, and we just see here in your blog, your father says, like, if you're going to write something down, treat it as if it's going to be published in the newspaper. So just always have that in the back of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's it. I think, you know, you have to remember now that when you are putting something on someone's Facebook page, you might even think it's private or, you know, it's not. It's... It's out there. It's out there for anybody to read. But that's kind of slightly different now because we have we have clients who might make the negative comments. Mm-hmm. But where I'd really, really like to to kind of underline that concept of anything you write, only write it if you're prepared to have it published in the newspapers, would be that the the way kind of management has gone now, especially for salons and that that kind of industry, there's an awful lot of texting goes on. An awful lot of texting, um, you know, and it could be, um, are you able to do an extra two hours tomorrow or such and such as after calling in sick, you know, so we get very used to texting, texting, texting. Yeah. And that's fine. But in a salon where you have a group of, you know, well, any salon I've been to, they tend to be kind of a group of wacky, zany, you know, very vivacious people. 
full of personality. You'd have to be to, to do the job, you know, to deal with people as, as much as they deal with. They're very vivacious, but it's a small environment, you know. Clicks can happen. Um, not everyone's going to get on with everybody. And it can become very easy to send that quick little text of, you know, oh, my God, Anne-Marie is totally, you know, wrecking my head today. Um, did you see the state of your mum's hair? You know, it has happened. I'm not plucking these examples out of the air. I know they're kind of extreme, but, you know, these things can happen. And what they don't realise is that Sarah sends it to Rob and Rob has a giggle and it's all fine and that's grand. But then Rob decides he's, he's actually friends with Anne-Marie and shows it to her. Now we have problems. You know, that also comes under defamation. You have written something. So it's not that just online. being shown around. It's internal no, staff it's as just, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or WhatsApps, you know, these kind of groups that, that get set yeah. up as well. So from a management point of view, you know, you can think a lot of managers would say to me when they go into them, um, oh, no, uh, Killian and Zoe, they're my, you know, they're my go-to people. They've, with, they've been with me since I started the salon. I trust them implicitly. And they would say things, they would not say things, rather, they would, they would write things to them in text, WhatsApp, Facebook, stuff that they shouldn't. Yeah. Just stuff that it's, it's, it's not okay to say you could get them in trouble, you know? Yeah. Um, so from a management point of view, hold back. If you don't want to publish it in the papers, don't text to someone. Even if you think that they're, you know, they absolutely have your back. Things can change. You know, this isn't, you know, would you leave your door unlocked in your house? Yeah. Uh, possibly it's a nice it's a nice enough area you know you're not going to freak out too much but are you going to do it every day for the rest of your life no because it's not a question of if it's a question of when you know someone comes along and uses that opportunity yeah. so in terms of management just don't do it stop it you know that's, that's <laughs> what I would say stop it as you listen to my dulcet tones <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Do not do it. Okay? Unless you want your priest, your mother, and, and the Irish nation to see it. Don't do that anymore. And for staff, where someone comes to you, if you're a manager and someone's coming to you with an issue because there's been these, you know, nasty WhatsApps or, you know, these kinds of things happening, you know, again, is it a defamation case? No, let everybody take a, a deep breath. And taking a case isn't always going to be the best resolution to something. Yeah. But that's a red flag to you. You know, there is something very disconcerting happening on the floor. There isn't a good team environment and someone has, has really suffered as a result of it. So you need to start engaging your HR policies there, do an investigation into it, and you need to reinforce with your staff that that's not okay. You yeah. know, that's not okay. Yes, their phones are, are private. You know, yes, they're entitled to their opinion. You know, freedom of speech, more, yeah, that's all fine. But we have to be adult and professional about this as well. Yeah. And... That isn't okay. And have I disciplined people over doing these things? Yes. Have some of the disciplinaries escalated to the point where they've been terminated for gross misconduct? Yes. So, no, you don't have to put up with it. Um, the, the, the subject of the texts who is suffering, and it's probably mortified going into work each day. Every time someone takes their phone out of their pocket, is thinking, oh, God, is that about me? You know, when it could be, here, what do you want for dinner tonight? But they start to get it into their heads you know, oh God, everyone's having a chat about me. You know, do they potentially have a case? Yes, if you as the manager don't deal with this properly, they could have a case. You're allowing it to continue with duty of care to your employees. 
So as a manager, what would, just, just to, I suppose, summarise up this article, as a manager yeah. with your staff, what would be the best way to approach it? Should you approach it before it happens? So should all staff know of procedures in place or do you, do you nip oh, no. it in the bud early enough? Or? Yeah, I mean, if everything is perfect, you know, in, a, in an absolutely, you know, gumdrop, rainbow, marshmallow world, yes, um, you would have a policy in place regarding social media, right? And when I say policy, I can I can actually see people's faces drop and think, oh, Jesus, here she goes on again about another policy. But a policy can just be, it, it ha- just short and sweet, you know, where you're, you're, you're saying to your staff, you know, dear all, you date it, and you say, you know, I am aware that people are using WhatsApp and their phones and, you know, social media and everything, but please be aware that anything that you put up about this salon or about any of the employees who work here or indeed any of the clients who work here, yeah. you know, is relevant to our business and could be the subject of an investigation or disciplinary procedures if the company deems it inappropriate. You know, you're putting your staff on notice. You're saying to them, you know, I'm, I'm letting you know now that I don't want this happening here. You know, this, this isn't okay. Yeah, um, it doesn't so have to be a big deal. You, you just mention it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because people might know. It's always been fine. The manager themselves might have engaged in it in the past. So it's a bit unfair to suddenly turn around when one of your staff does it and go, oh, that's a disciplinary. You know, that's unfair. But ideally... You put them on. You put the staff on notice. Now, where you haven't done that, if there's anybody listening to this and they're thinking this is going on right now, I have no policies in place. I have no procedures in place. What do I do? What you're going to do is you're going to have a private meeting with the person who's been affected. First of all, this is and just a private, spoken warning, is it? Sorry. This, this is just kind of the spoken warning stage. It's nothing. It's not even a warning stage. This is just where you're going to, because you've nothing in place yet, right? So what you're going to do is, what you need to think about is the person who's being affected is is struggling and suffering. They're probably not happy coming into work even. So you're going to have a private discussion with them about how they feel, what's been going on, and what they can prove has been going on. Yeah. Okay? Just have a discussion. Now, when I say private, the canteen where people are going in and out of isn't private. You know, a busy cafe where you say, come on, let's just go for a coffee and there's people all around you, that's not private. So really give thought to where you can have a productive, meaningful conversation and where that employee feels comfortable enough to actually tell you really what's happening without thinking, oh my God, that's my neighbor sitting over there with her mother having a cup of coffee, you know? Or I can't say anything because people are coming and going and having their, you know, looking for their handbags because they're going out for their break. Yeah. So, so make sure it's private. Now, you might have that discussion with the employee and they might feel much better after that alone and just say, do you know what, if you could just say to them, I, you know, I know that that text was sent and it was hurtful and I'd just like it to, to die now. That Sometimes that can be the result of that conversation. And then you're going to have the same private meeting with the people involved and say, look, you know, explain this. Be, be respectful. These are adults that you're dealing with. And you say to them, look, this is what I know is after happening. I'm not happy with it because of, you know, this is how it's affected X. I don't want it happening again. Yeah. Okay? And then you can issue out the policy at the same time. Now, that's kind of best case scenario. Everybody's happy and we all skip off into the sunset. If that's not possible, then you might need to do a formal investigation. 
where you need to send out letters to the people affected, you know, invite them in for an investigation. And if you're looking at doing that, I would do a bit of research on it or contact someone like ESA because it can be a little bit of a minefield, you know, getting that right. But in general, if you think you can, have the discussion with the person, you know, and with all of them affected at a local level and see if you can resolve it that way first. Yeah, and I suppose just get in as early as you can. (laughs) Don't let it drag on. That's, oh my God, that's so on point. Don't let it drag on. You know, deal with it then and there. That's, Michelle, that's absolutely fantastic. So just to wrap up the blog here, so I suppose the three ways to identify is it must be published, so that's you saying social media, but also your WhatsApp, your texts. It must refer to the complaint and it must be false as well. Yeah, yeah. So like you were saying about your your dog example at the very start. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It must be a believable complaint. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Is it believable? Would someone just picking it up and having a read of it, would they be able to identify the salon, the person who gave them, you know, yeah. the salon or the person that's being spoken about um, and has it kind of been put out there and is it, is it false, you know? That's what makes up defamation in terms of taking a legal case. Do you have a stateable legal case? You're going to have to prove those three things. But in terms of, I think, what, what the person on the street would know is defamation and, and the potential it has to damage then we're looking at, at, at things like, you know, not necessarily taking cases, but how are we going to handle those potentially defamatory statements in our salons, you know, and within our staff. Well, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us this morning on the, the episode. Well, it's been a pleasure as always to have you on the show. <laughs> and it's always a good laugh on a Monday morning. Yeah, <laughs> so, Michelle from... <laughs> Michelle Bulger from ESA Consultants, thanks very much for the online defamation explained because we hadn't a clue and it's good to get some clarity on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very, very welcome. I hope I haven't put you all off um, texting anyone now. <laughs> uh, I'm showing my phone on airplane mode for the day now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a great Sorry, day. Have a good day. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Bye. So just to follow up on Michelle's online defamation, as always, for the last couple of weeks, you've may have seen some uh, content being pushed out through the social media, or we've had webinars all about how you can kind of, I suppose, um, I suppose kind of... Control of yeah. how people treat and react to... to, to Come on, you can do it. <laughs> treat, rate and react yeah, to you online. Yeah, yeah, so it's basically like what people are talking about and how you can kind of monitor that and work with it. So I know you've put out some content over the last few weeks. Yeah, so like just for instance, last week uh, we put out a video um, announcing our new feature, the online reputation manager. Um, so that's out on social media, and um, you can request a call back to get more information and um, f- and how to get it set up, basically, uh, with one of our team members. But today we have um, the head of product, Paddy Monaghan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's me. Yeah, I nearly you? forgot his name. I'm good. No, I'm good. No, it's, it's, wasn't trying to pronounce your last name, and I was like, oh, I can't. Yeah, this no, 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 we need the Irish guys better renounce that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Paddy, we've had, now we know a couple of people that attended the Salon Owner Summit. Mm-hmm. They came into Forest on the Monday, and you had a new new feature to present to them. Yeah, um, so basically around the world of online reputation, we decided to build a new feature called Online Reputation. Uh, so it's an online reputation manager, and kind of where this comes from is, from when we speak with salon owners and you know I speak to a lot of salon owners and generally in forest we're in communication a lot mm-hmm. um, and 
kind of the main things we've seen and anyone listening to this will know that is that it's all about uh, retention and rebooking your clients and most of that you know you're talking 80-90% of your business comes that way and how you get new business then is referrals so it's all about the reputation of your salon in how you get new business Mm -hmm. so people get referrals all the time from all their top clients but that tends to be word them out and one of the things that we've seen is that and we've seen some stats on this is 87% of people when they've been referred the first thing that they'll do is they'll google a business that might be to find out more about them to find the phone number or where they are for example and the first thing that you see then is the the reviews for that business and almost every single time without fail the online reputation does not match the offline reputation so you've got a a salon that's genuinely a five-star salon all of your customers think you're amazing you know you're doing a good a good job but you've maybe got one review on there on google and some business down the road might have 200 reviews or a five-star and because they've have a good strategy about how they got online reputation they look way better than you do even though you've got a better business so yeah and we mentioned that before like we did a quick google search of with two salons so one that was small independent salon down the road and then one big huge one and we were kind of doing the whole offline guess who was going to be bigger. We Googled it and they only had one review. Exactly. We were being slaughtered by the small guy around the corner. I know, this is crazy. Like, we, we've got some of the some of the top, top businesses. Like, the, you know, we're not going to name some names, but there's, there's some top, top salons and businesses yeah. in, in Ireland and in Dublin that have only got eight reviews on there. And like, I mean, these these places are known globally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it just, it doesn't match. And that's just because in this industry, it's not something that a lot of people have done. You know, in general, some businesses like restaurants have got loads of online reviews but yeah. in in the salons and spas and the beauty industry in general it's just not something that's all that prominent well, like you know? if you think about it like people are getting onto snapchat only now as well and it's just like it's it's the world of online exactly yeah catching up to it yeah. the, these things tend to kind of pop up over time and we've always had some social integrations and we have some we already got a feature in forest where you can get reviews every time mm-hmm. after all of the services and you can find out internally how that's going and then if you want you can post it online but you post it as a comment from you the salon you, owner yeah. which means you can control it and there's a lot of advantages to that um but the so they're the, the text ones that you'd yeah. see up on the salon exactly such as such right five by five yeah exactly exactly and that's we do that every time after every service or you can set it up to do that every time after every service but the difference in online reputation is that somebody has to log in as in the end customer your client has to log in under their own account, their own Facebook page, their own Google page, and leave one review of your business only to say this is a good business, as opposed to my service yesterday was good. Exactly. So that's the kind of the difference and and how we step forward in this in in this new feature and and how it's different. Um, So there's a lot of challenges around that because one of the things that our customers love is that they can control what reviews go online. So if they've got a bad one, they just don't post it. If they've got a good one, they do post it. And when you move into the public world of reviews, of Google reviews and, and the full Facebook business reviews, they have to be logged in as a customer. So the customer has to go themselves, the client has to go themselves and, and leave the review, which means the salon owner can't control what they say. Yeah. So that naturally makes salon owners nervous. But what we can do in Forest, which is kind of quite unique with our product, is that because we have a history of all of the reviews they've given, everything they've said over every service they've had, we know who good customers are. We know what customers have repeatedly given you a five-star review for your services. We can target only them. So maybe after the third or the fifth time, whatever you want to do, maybe it's after the first time if you're okay with that, but the salon owner has control. They can decide whether it's the third time they've given a five-star review or the fifth time. 
only then will we ask them to publicly post that review because we know you know we know they see you in a positive light so that's that's kind of how we drive the best people to give you reviews and there are things that you can't control you can't control some individual client nothing to do with forest who maybe had a bad experience had an argument with somebody or just something small you can't control those things and they might come along and post a, a negative review online and it's just something businesses have to deal with yeah. but what we've seen is that if you get your good clients constantly and consistently giving you reviews and you've got 200 five-star reviews if you get a really bad review it won't even affect the average you know it's it, so that the key is offense is the best defense get your good customers out there saying good things about you and it completely drowns out the noise of that one outlier who might have said something so it kind of tackles that problem because there is always going to be that one person like, there is yeah. like we said it could have just been a bad day for them or it could have been a bad day for your member staff so it's not hiding it or going oh, oh no negative review yeah you're actually pushing it down the line then aren't you yeah you're pushing it down the line you're making people see and to be honest most people won't even see that because they would have to drill click in it's and like drill down past the first page of google they're exactly. not going to no one's going to do yeah. that all they want to see is the summary so when you google somebody on on uh, google maps or if they google your business directly it will just say this person has a five star review out of 200 uh, reviewers and that could you know two or three or five of those could have been bad but it, google won't say that unless somebody goes in to investigate that and nobody's really going to do that you know so the key is get good people to give you good reviews and pretty much the world is your oyster you know and i suppose to put the system into perspective if you wanted to find out what people were saying online, you have to Google your salon yeah. name in Facebook, in Google, and in Yelp, and then you have to go through all the reviews, see who done what. This way, it's one just tier, one screen. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, exactly, yeah. so the, like the, kind of, the main driver of this feature is to get you reviews, and then we have a whole secondary set of features, which is basically to tell you what people are saying about your business online without you needing to go mm -hmm. and periodically search that. So we've got a screen in Forest. You just click Marketing, Online Reputation, and it just shows you straight away what people are saying about you on Facebook, Google, on Yelp, the average reviews, when the last review is. It lets you respond to any of them from Forest. So you can just tap respond and it will know where to respond and you can engage with your clients, both good reviews and bad reviews. You want to respond so people can see you responding and all that can be controlled from within Forest. Uh, so with this feature, would you have to go into it every day and kind of go through reviews and then go, oh, I need to send out an SMS or yeah, it's kind does of, it automate? Or? It's, so it's basically depends on what people want to do. I mean, the, the way that we work, we kind of have this philosophy of do it for them, which means that if you guys don't want to put in a lot of effort, you don't mm -hmm. have to. So if you switch this feature on and you never look at the, that screen again, every service every day after every service mm -hmm. that your clients give a review we will automatically check if they should be sent online or not and we will then push them to go and leave a review online and we'll do that automatically every day every service without you ever opening the screen so kind of step one is you don't have to do anything and then step two is if you want to go and look at your reviews and see what people yeah. are saying you can do that once a day once a week once a month whatever kind of suits you and then the third use case is uh, we'll actually email you when something big happens so if anyone gives you a negative review for example we'll actually email you and tell you that so you can go in through forest respond maybe send we, we've got a boost feature which will allow you to uh, target a whole load of customers at once so you know mm -hmm. pick 200 customers who've given you a five-star review in the past and try and get that that number boosted up to kind of drown out the, that negative review so 
you don't necessarily have to use the system. You can leave it run by itself. You can look at it if you just want to know what's going on. And if you really have to do something, like respond to a negative review, we'll let you know. You know what I mean? We'll email yeah. you. So. so you don't have to do it all yourself. Like You're not just getting a feature here. You're getting a feature and a support team with it nearly, essentially. Exactly, yeah. And we, I mean, we've got our grow team um, here in Forest as well because what we've seen again when we speak to salon owners and a lot of people have said this at the, the summit is they don't know where to even start with these things like you, you might have a google entry on google maps that was created by google so google and facebook will generate these pages for you so even if you don't have a google page there probably is one there for you but you don't actually own it and people are like where do i start or what do i do we actually have a team here who will call you yeah walk you yeah. through it Click, you know, literally we'll, we'll do all of the stuff that you need to do. We'll walk you through what you need to do. We'll do a load of work. We'll check that your information is correct, your address, your phone number, all this kind of stuff. And that's all just something that we include in as part of the service. You know what I mean? We like to do that kind of personal touch. So we have an actual human who will call you and make sure that you're set up correctly. So you don't have to worry about where to get started. So am I right in saying that yeah. the whole idea of this feature actually came about from talking to the clients, but also the user voice? The user yeah. voice is in the forest system. Yeah, so we, we have a system called user voice, which I kind of police religiously uh, and take a look <laughs> at that. So we get a lot of votes. And, you know, we've got like, for example, what user voice is, is a way for our customer base to submit ideas and to vote on the best ideas and what we should build. And we usually look at the top 10 ideas a lot, you know, to see what kind of bubbles up to the top. Yeah. And out of, you know, 1,100 or so current active ideas, which is a huge amount of ideas, we get a lot of feedback from our customer base. Uh particularly the Google side of online reputation was mm -hmm. consistently in the top 10. And again, it stayed in the top 10 and we, we built it. So we get, you know, we get this feedback from our customers. We get this feedback from the market itself. You know, we see that there's a lot of tools popping up out there that allow people uh, to get more Google reviews. Mm -hmm. But the thing that we've seen that we're missing is that they don't know who to ask. So they kind of actually broadcast and they ask yeah. your whole client base yeah. to leave a Google review and maybe they give you a tenner off or something like that. And that's their strategy. But the problem is they're asking people who had a horrible experience and didn't come back to you. You know what I mean? So it, it doesn't kind of work. Yeah. But if you have what Forrest has, which is a whole history of your client's mm -hmm. opinions of your service, yeah. we can do that and we can tackle it. Yeah. So we saw a couple of things. We saw a lot of requests from our clients. Then in speaking with our clients, a lot of them were, were telling us this. And then we saw a lot of tools starting to pop up and be used by clients, um, which we figured out actually could be a simple addition to Forest, which would be hugely, hugely valuable uh, to our customers without needing this kind of separation in data. You know, we know what's going on already. Yeah, and just even, like, just to kind of, with the user voice and stuff like that, it's not like we just came up with the idea of this feature. Yeah. Like Paddy said, he's constantly on user voice. This was a client's request, and one of the top selling points for it was because it generated free SEO nearly. Yes, exactly. You didn't have to yeah. go out paying for ads or anything. You're bringing reviews to your website. You're bringing traffic. Exactly, yeah. So, like, the way that, I mean, SEO is a, is a you know, search engine optimization in Google is... Uh, it's getting kind found of, on Google, basically. Yeah, getting found on Google. It's, it's, I mean, there's a lot of kind of black magic in there in that box yeah. that, that, that Google don't necessarily share. And, you know, there, there are always going to be cases where if you've got some, you know, massive salon you're spending 10 grand a week on optimizations and ads and things they're going to go to the top because they're just paying a whole lot of money but in general and particularly in this industry that doesn't really ha happen all that often so what you've got is all things being equal um google will default back to the review side of things you know what i mean so we'll say if you're on google maps for example and i search you know hairdresser blanchestown which i've done before we had one of the more recent salons pop to the top of the google results because they had i think 18 reviews mm -hmm. and other businesses 
which have been there for 10 or 15 years who want to get two or three reviews or no reviews didn't show up in the top three on Google, you know? So it, it does affect the, uh, the listings the ranking, that you get, yeah. yeah, the ranking that you get, you know? And with that Google business, even if you do pop up, it always shows kind of recommended salons and competitors as it well, does, yeah, which it is does, why yeah. you need to kind of make sure you're on top of it and your domain one that appears. Exactly. And it's the same thing as kind of I said at the start, it's, where you know you've got a great reputation, you yeah. might have been in business for 10 years, you've got loads of really, really loyal customers who say great things about your business, and then you look online, you've got one review that's three stars, and you're like, okay, somebody who doesn't know your business is like, is this, is this Someone a one praise you know? me? <laughs> exactly, you know, it's, it, and it's okay to ask for help, you know, it's okay to ask your clients, and you know, we, we did tests where we kind of emailed some clients and things like that, and you know, people get reviews, they do actually give reviews, your, your clients generally, the ones it takes you're asking. Two seconds, yeah. yeah, and so they, they like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of it's okay. For, for yeah. anyone to leave a, a two minute review. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You just like, all feedback is good because it kind of like, it's people giving you ideas of where they think you should kind of move from, like what directions to take your business. Like they're not making business decisions for you. Yeah, yeah. But you can see where you can improve. Exactly. It, they yeah, start yeah. identifying yeah. areas. Yeah, and we, we get that. That's something that in Forest we've had for a long time, as I said, after every service, somebody will tell you if, you know, they might give you a couple of one or two star reviews saying the room was a bit cramped, you know, and if you see that two or three times, mm -hmm. which is entirely internal in Forest and nobody external sees that, only you as a salon owner or a manager can see that, you know that that's a problem and you fix that. And then that same person might give you three five star reviews in mm -hmm. a row then because they love it and only then will they actually get asked to leave your public review. So it's kind of, there's internal and external and that's why it's a kind of perfect addition to the Forest suite of features mm -hmm. that we have, you know, it really drives that. So when can we when can we see this feature kicking into or kicking into gear? Yeah, so uh, we actually have some of our uh, our customers live with it at the moment uh, already. We're kind of we, we have a list of people who were onboarding, um, mm -hmm. particularly Salon uh, Summit people who attended Salon Summit. We got an initial wait list, and we're kind of going through those. As I said, we have a team who call people and set yeah. them all up. So we're doing that right now. We're setting up salons as we go. Yep. Um, so this month, you know, we, we have people going live. We're going to do uh, a kind of big launch at, it, at the trade shows as well in, uh, in London at the end of this month. So end of this month and early March is going to be out there for for the world to see and that's it yeah. so if you're at any of those trade shows pop over and have a look because it is one of those things yeah. where you, you just need to see yeah, yeah and how, then you understand straight away yeah like yeah. how much it simplifies because yeah. like we said when you try to do it on Google it's just all over the place and then you see it all in this one multicoloured screen and it looks nice and kind of easy to read exactly yeah. it's one screen you can see the Google the Google logo and five stars beside it you see the yeah. Facebook logo and five stars beside it and you know everything's okay that's well it. Paddy that's absolutely, absolutely brilliant and uh, thanks for shedding some light on that new feature yeah, thanks no problem, guys. Cheers. Right. And just to follow up with um, Paddy's new online reputation feature or the product that Paddy was talking about, um, we actually have Chris is going to be hosting a Mastering Your Online Reputation webinar on March the 15th, and that takes place at 3 p.m. Irish time, or I believe it's 10 a.m. in US, New York time, yeah, so EST. Time, yeah. yeah. So places you can sign up for that are on the Facebook yeah, and events and uh, there's usually the links are on like on different sections of the blog so if you kind yeah. of just type it in uh, type in online reputation webinar or masterclass online on Google you, sh you should be able to find it cool yeah and yeah like we said clients or non-clients that is a webinar that you should definitely get involved oh, yeah. in yeah. because Chris kind of breaks it down so well every single time oh yeah well it's, it's one of those things where you need to see it to understand it like <laughs> We're talking about it here, but like we're visualizing the screens in our head. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. But I suppose for someone listening to the show, so highly recommend get on board that webinar. It's March 15th and you can go through the Facebook events page. 
So just to summarize the show then, we had Michelle Bulger from ESA, ESA Consultants, yes. and she was in talking about online defamation explained. So the recap of that one was, um, if someone makes a well, complaint... What's the, de- what's the definition to begin with? How well, to deal the definition, with it? Yeah. Do you really want to go to court realistically and you know go about... Uh, replying to people online exactly so like michelle said if you don't have that couple of grants sitting in the back of your couch maybe sit back and really think about it and take it offline as well yeah exactly cool and then we had patty in talking about the online reputation feature so we get some good insights on that if you do want to request a a callback for that feature and there is the video online on our facebook page it's pinned to the top of our page you can just go there there's a there's a link there that you can request a callback for that and we'll be Exactly, yeah, or as always, if you want to know anything in the grow section, it's just growatforest.com. Drop them an email, someone will get back to you with the right person. So, as always, thanks very much for tuning into the show today. If you have any questions, comments, leave us a a note, uh, follow us on iTunes, Podbean, um, whichever is easier for you guys, and uh, we'll get you next week. Yeah, all the best.